You're listening to The Sill Podcast with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Rewinding to September of 2017, we re-release a slightly revised podcast of an episode you might have missed. TSP 10. Act your age. Where's the manual? Well, what does it mean? What does act your age mean, first of all? When somebody says that to you, what's your reply? Exactly that. What does that mean? I act the way I feel. I really don't think too much about how old I am. And why don't you? I think a lot of it has to do with generally feeling good. That's the only time I even think about aging, to be honest with you, is if I'm having any kind of difficulty with my health, whether it's even a little thing like a cold or a flu, which doesn't happen often. Anything that puts me in a state where I have increased dependency, either mental or physical, is when I become aware of the aging process. Oh, so aging is equal to losing control in some ways of one's life. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good uh, prognosis, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, I don't know what it is for everyone else. It's really the only time I think about getting older, uh, because as long as I feel good physically, and I'm able to function, and I'm reasonably alert mentally, because I'm sure that, uh, well, we know that that also reduces over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But really, it comes down to functionality. As long as I'm reasonably functional, I don't really think too much about getting older. The only other thing that I would say that might affect it would be the obvious, which is your appearance. thing is that we are of two ages. We are of the age of the body as it gets older and does its thing, decays or whatever it does. And then we're the age of our internal consciousness, which in some respects is ageless. Sure. Uh, It can vary emotionally, for example, from responses to life that a 12-year-old would have to a hundred-year-old wise person. Also cultural differences, right? I mean, different cultures deal with, with aging in a different way. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, in some cultures, children of a very young age are kind of initiated into adulthood through uh, particular rituals, whether it's going on a vision quest or going out hunting with an elder or what have you. Mm -hmm. We don't really have that so much here in the Christian West. In the Jewish tradition, there's a bar mitzvah that signifies you're now a man, an adult. Mm -hmm. This whole discussion of the aging process, which we often refer to as ageism, where we're actually stereotyping elders by this term. And actual research indicates that it is a prejudice that is more rampant and more serious than racism and sexism now. Really? Yeah. No, I don't know what authority exactly, but I have read it on more than one occasion. Hmm. I think the last thing I read was that one in four actually admit to treating people who are older differently. Yeah. And one in four are only the ones that know that they're doing it. How many of us don't even realize we're doing it? Oh, sure. Raising our voices because we assume that they can't hear, offering to carry their bags, etc., when they're healthy enough and strong enough to carry maybe more than you can. <laughs> These assumptions are always there. The one that gets me is when you see someone walking slowly, you assume that their mind is slowing down the way they're walking, which yeah. may not be the case. In fact, my experience with many seniors who I either tutor or work with, I'm constantly amazed Not only their mental capacity, but the accumulation of knowledge and experience in the conversations that we have really makes me think a lot about how we can bring our elders more in tune with our youth, Mm -hmm. because that gap to me is bigger than it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. And I always think in the work I do in the cultural community, 
I try to think of ways of bringing youth into the mix along with elders so they can learn from each other in different ways. Mm -hmm. It's a terrific mix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And again, back in traditional communities, indigenous communities, the elders are much more present as wise counselors, as visionaries in the community that youth look up to and learn from. In our society, elderly people are put in one poem I wrote there, their impedances to uh, iPhone concentration of young people. Mm -hmm. We're in their peripheral vision and we're kind of in the way. And I'm sure many of them would like to see us just disappear, but it's not going to happen, of course, because we carry on. And it seems that our generation really carries on with a lot of energy in the cultural world. These musicians from the 60s that are still going strong, Buffy St. Marie, Joan Baez, Neil Young, they're all out there, the Rolling Stones, they're all out there doing their thing, strutting their stuff Mm -hmm. at the ages of 60 and 70. Exactly. And with no sign of of slowing down. Well, that's probably part of the reason they are as youthful as they are. Yeah. Uh, My wife and I had this discussion a, a while back, and she came up with this very interesting theory. What we came up with was, whatever age you are at in your youth, when your first major traumatic experience happened, mm-hmm. whether it's the death of a parent or something happening in the house, a robbery or some really traumatic experience, you tend to get stuck at that age inwardly. So for me, it was the death of my father when I was 13. And in many ways, I'm a 13-year-old inside forever. Well, that's interesting because there's another correlation that I would draw to that with music. You ask anyone at any age, and typically... The great majority of people, regardless of age, race, nationality, they tend to select the music that they listen to in their late teens and early 20s. Yeah. Didn't we just pass a milestone in Canada where the percentage of seniors are beyond a certain age? Early 2017, for the first time ever, people over 65 outnumber those under 15. Right. So those youngins better watch out because they get out of the line. We outnumber them. I think there's a tremendous opportunity to link the two because the elderly also really appreciate basic things like physical help. Again, assuming you ask or that they ask for it and don't make the assumption that they can't carry the bag, but actually participate in assisting. Yeah. uh, And for the older person, it's really an opportunity to get in touch with the profound challenge of surviving in the world again. When we're young, we don't think about that. We have energy to burn. We can move from job to job. We can support ourselves in many ways. But when we're older, Very true. We, we are reliant on help. And every day is a bit of a gift in a way. And so we can actually slow down and meditate on the profundity that life is as we get older. Having become a grandfather just a couple of years ago, I find it interesting, specifically people in their late 20s to mid-30s, the intolerance they have for forgetting something that you said either yesterday or a few minutes ago. And it's not anything serious. It's minor. And I remember myself being that age and thinking nothing of it. It, Everything came so instinctively. I never thought about that ever going away or losing any of that. Mm. And yet... Being where I am now, where it's still reasonably good, I sometimes go, well, don't uh, be too quick to judge there or to come down on someone because they don't remember it as quickly as you do. You're going to be here too. 
Yeah, and in this world of over-information, it's actually a benefit to not have a strong memory. Why would I want to remember three-quarters of the bullshit that is being flung oh. at me through the media, through social media, etc.? I don't want to remember that stuff. I want to let it go and just carry on and live more day-to-day and more zen, be more zen about life. Which is also part of, wouldn't you say, Harry, that's also part of uh, the aging process, assuming you remain in good health, that you really learn to streamline your life. You spend less time doing the things you don't want to do. You spend more time with relationships with people and orienting yourself to doing those things that you feel not only that you enjoy, but are more creative, etc., yeah, and leaving a legacy of some kind. Thinking yes. about, if I'm going to be gone from this planet in 20 to 30 years, what will be left behind? Mm-hmm. What of value have I given to the community I live in or the world I live in? Or my family or friends. Family, friends. It becomes a big question. I think I'm there right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, and I've been there for a long time now, writing poems about that, about aging and all that stuff. The other thing I've noticed, too, about getting older and I'm 66 now, is that every day in the news, yet another cultural icon that I appreciated and loved has passed away. It almost feels like pieces of my soul are shedding away from me as these people die off. Like they are my life. Yes, they're your connections. Connections to the world, mm-hmm. and they're shedding. Like, well, they shaped, and like they skin. had a hand in shaping your life. Absolutely, I feel like pieces of me are falling away with every death as I get older. Which, on the one hand, makes me lighter in spirit, right? Me too. Um, I'm actually connected much more emotionally. In fact, I can watch a movie now and be more affected by it emotionally than I was at 20 or 25, mm-hmm. but not be burdened by it. I'm actually grateful that I can feel that. It's sort of Bittersweet sometimes, because you can feel melancholy at the same time. Yeah. But then really, I become extremely appreciative of being able to feel that. Feel what exactly? Feel those emotions which, in my youth, I largely shut out. Okay, so you're still in touch with those emotions. It's just maybe you don't have as many opportunities to express them. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Or maybe, well, actually, I'll, I'll be more specific. I think the reduction in levels of testosterone have made life more enjoyable in one sense. Because some people would say, well, you're losing testosterone. How could that be enjoyable? But, but it can be if you've had too much of it. Because for the first time in your life, you can actually be in situations and really enjoy the situations and people without the distraction. I don't know if you ever experienced that, but in my youth, it was extremely difficult, especially being around women or situations where there was that energy I had a very difficult time focusing. Yeah, I get that, of course, and most men do get that. Right. But what I would say is that a lot of that feeling is mental. Not just, it's not simply chemical. It's not the body thing. It's not just hormonal. It's not just hormonal. I mean, uh, it's mental. And so, you know, as I say, if you're stuck at an early age inwardly, you could have those feelings until you're 99 and 100, you know, even though your body can't do a damn thing about it. (laughs) Those feelings can be there. Yes. Um, Yeah, and I wasn't talking about purely, uh, you know, what most people would immediately draw from what I was saying on a sexual level, although that is a factor. I would consider that sometimes a distraction in terms of you missing things. You're right about the other part, which is the life experience. So I'm grateful that I still have that. 
but that some of the edge yeah. is gone. Yeah, the urgency. But, when you get beyond the childbearing years as well, mm-hmm. male and female, that urgency seems to be a bit less in a way because I mean, right. after all, the whole sexual thing is a primal urge to procreate deep, right. deep down. We're past that phase in a way. We don't need to give it as much attention. You've lived with your partner for decades. Decades, 30 yes. 30 plus years. Almost 40. Almost 40 years. What's it like to grow older with someone? I won't say old, grow older with someone. Oh, that's a very loaded question because <laughs> there's so many interesting sides to that question. Personally, and yeah. I wouldn't for a moment speak on behalf of my partner. Interesting in terms of what I process now compared to what I processed 15, 20, 30 years ago. I just don't take myself anywhere near as seriously or situations as seriously. In other words, they may be serious and important, but I learn to kind of go with the flow more. My expectations have been reduced towards others and I'm easier on myself and what I view as important because of that relationship because of that relationship because the relationship in itself when you're with someone that long regardless of how you get along it kind of forces you to grow Mm -hmm. because it's very difficult to sustain any kind of relationship over a long period of time without growth and by growth i don't necessarily mean that it's all positive i I don't know of course and there's no clear line between where you were and where you are, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. You know, I've asked the question many times, so tell me, to anyone, I say, so tell me, what is the actual age of when you become an adult? And no one can actually clearly answer that question for me. I couldn't answer because it. Because I don't think there is a simple definition of when you are an adult, mm-hmm. when you've, quote, grown up. <laughs> and also in terms of discussing these things, it's hard to really pinpoint any one thing, but I think we can all kind of agree that the changes are going to occur whether you want them to occur or not. Of course. And it comes down to how you deal with them because we've talked about social, we've talked emotional, we've talked relationship to a degree, but then there's the day-to-day practical things which you cannot ignore, which is the simple passage of time, the physical changes, recuperative abilities, just the most basic things that you always took for granted. Yeah, basic energy. The energy pot yes. is depleted a lot of the times. I used to be able to, to hang out with my buddies and at university and jaw on and have fun till three, four in the morning. Yeah, pizza and, and coffee have, with it. Oh yeah, totally debauch. And then go to the class. And now if I stay up past 10.30, I think, yeah. oh my, I better get to bed to get some rest now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like Lizzie Pinkyweather. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of it, like you say, uh, you learn to pace yourself differently. And I think that's one of the positive things once you make the mental adjustment. I have my own theories about this. I like, for example, when you asked me about the relationship, my partner, I think will have an easier time aging in many ways than I will. Hmm. Because she's lived a life that has always been more measured than mine. So she's learned to pace herself from a very early age. Whereas I've had excessive energy and not always properly directed. So for me, the adjustment might be greater mentally in terms of I measure things too much by my physical capacity to do them. Right. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Only the shadow knows. Only the shadow knows. (laughs) 
I think we should just do what we want for as long as we can do it. Why not? Why stop? Because for you, as long you, as we can do it. Yeah. I like that. That could be a song. No, why stop? <laughs> because we've reached 70, 75. My in-laws are 93 years old, going on 94. And up until fairly recently, my mother-in-law was an inveterate weaver. She would spin her own yarn and weave on a loom and make these beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she would be an incredible gardener. She'd spend hours in the garden working away. So there's no reason to stop, particularly. The real difficult thing about getting old, that old, is you start losing all of your relatives. Your children can die off before you. Yes, Very I, hard I, to witness. And there's a certain loneliness that can happen as your friends are no longer there to visit you and keep in touch or your children yes. aren't there. That's the hardest part, in a way. So how about you, Harry? How would you say aging and the relationship aspect of your life has intertwined? It's only been 17 years that I've been with my wife. So I don't know if that's considered long enough time to make it. That's a significant amount of time. I guess it's sort of significant. I guess, to me, because I never feel like I'm getting old, other than the physical aches and pains, Mm -hmm. it seems to me that I just feel we're both quite youthful after 17 years. We haven't changed that much in terms of how we approach the world, how we approached our work, the things we love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife is an, still an inveterate gardener and she'll be out there for hours really doing it. And she did that 15 years ago. And I'm doing as much or more creatively now and out in the community mm-hmm. than I did 15 years ago. I'm at a part-time job where I'm working harder than I've ever worked physically at a job at 66, and I'm hanging in with it pretty well. So as far as I can tell, aging has not really affected much. I mean, our our sexual life has certainly gotten not as frequent as is often the case. Touch on that subject. I think that's a good one because it's, it's a subject that perhaps many people avoid, but I think it's an important one. I can just imagine a lot of much younger people going, ooh. <laughs> Never expecting that that would happen. 60, to them. 70, 80 year olds have sex. How do they do that? <laughs> Beats me. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> no, but, it, but, it's, my notes. but it's interesting to me because that's the other thing that if, if someone talked to me about on that subject, in many ways, and perhaps someone who's in top physical form would have trouble understanding this, in many ways, sex is better. Maybe not in a purely physical sense, but you're just mentally, you're in another space. You have a different appreciation for different things. Yeah. It's simpler in a way. If you offer to give your partner a back rub, right? that's not heavy duty sexual contact, but it's intimacy. It's a contact that we need. Yeah. It's what the younger call foreplay. (laughs) (laughs) I need a cigarette after my (laughs) massage. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, but that whole that whole uh, sexual thing, that's an interesting one. It's, it's something that uh, younger people typically associate it almost purely on a physical level. Yeah, or they see older people who are sexual and think that they're leches, they're old leches. We're like, what are you doing, you lecherous old thing? Especially if they're leching after someone who's youngish, 20 years younger. Yes. Like, oof, don't. Don't do that. You, know, yeah. you can't do that. But, you know, I know for me, when I stop wondering and looking and, and enjoying and appreciating, then I know that it's time to go. <laughs> Aging. 
Well, as they say, you're only as old as a breakdown dance or tango with stiffness, and what's that again? Can't hear so well, and it's just as well, because it's mostly cacophony. And speaking of skin, liver spots scatter across epidermal planes like politicians on the hustings, and buffaloed libido melting like snow in summer's flaccid heat, tired testicles and no nuticles as backup, dang it. Aging? Well, it's like salt-coated aspirin, the bitter pill taken daily, for the heart, you know. Thinning the bloodlines of memory, of fashion and friends, herds of them galloping over cliff edges, their lives a galaxy of lights flickering, shed like dandruff off, and good riddance to the ones who wronged us. And the older we get, the more invisible we become, unseen by young eyes, a wisp of peripheral gray impeding iPhone concentration, irrelevant, shaky on the pins, early to bed, gazing out of dormer windows at what could forever be last sky, last cloud, and disease hovering in dark corners like a gang of young tumors, lit cigarettes flaring up in the dim alleyways of any day now. Invisible men and gurus of the waiting game, we push up onto elbows to take it all in one more time, to take in the moment, the touch, the poetry of here, the sexy, visceral, superheated I love you last seconds, as if they were the last, as if they were anything but the last. Aging? Some of us say, bring it on, and some of us say, eh, not interested. And some of us just say, where's my teeth? <laughs> until next time. Yeah, until next time. Ciao, bello. Ciao, Harry. The Sill Podcast is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.